gamers. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Talk Podcast, Season Two, Episode Two. Um, here, of course, joined by uh, my co-host Colby. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, can't complain. Just another. I was going to say scorcher, but it's actually cooling down. Uh, you know, mid-August, it's finally starting to dip a little bit, so that's really nice. But other than that. Can't complain too much about everything. Work's going good. Everything outside of work is going well too. So, you know, just back on the back on the podcast grind. Another uh, my Twitter has been a little busier than usual, but <laughs> other than that, I can't really complain. Uh, how are you doing, Tyler? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I honestly can't really complain. There's not there's not a lot to complain about. The weather's cooling off. Works still the same. Uh, getting final preparations ready to move out uh, to my temporary living space off of off campus. Uh, just waiting. Everything's building up to that, really. So most of my days are just kind of spent waiting and preparing. Had to figure out how to get a parking permit for campus. All sorts of new stuff. So we're learning some new some new things along the way as well. Oh, well, that's good. You know, um, I was about to say. So, are you gonna have like a recording area to record in your? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll, in my living area, uh, it's it's private enough, so I can. Uh, All right, fair enough. We'll still be able to record while I am in this new space. Uh, maybe the maybe the acoustics in this room will be better than my uh, my bedroom. We'll see. So it could be a blessing in disguise. But that's the plan currently is to continue as usual all right so with that with that said let's get right to it i had i usually prepare like monday or not monday sunday evenings i usually prepare for the episodes and because you know not a lot of news happens on a monday but there was a rare exception today i was going through twitter this morning and the first thing i see is that there will be an indie world showcase tomorrow when the podcast drops, so we won't be able to go over it until next episode, but yeah. there will be an Indie World Showcase, probably a lot similar to the one that we already saw. I think we've already, have, we've already been one this year, right? Yeah, there's been one. Yeah, so it'll say about 20 minutes probably will be how long it is. Going to be gonna be quick, so I'm sure they're going to want to show a lot of stuff, but uh, exciting news. Obviously, the casuals are, are, are out and about rolling the streets saying that it's not a Nintendo Direct, but... yeah. You know, you you can't really complain when you get it. It's something, you know. Yeah, you can't complain. You get new content. And look, you might you might find that game that piques your interest, that diamond in the rough, so to speak. So, you know, it's never a bad idea to tune in and check it out. Never. Uh, it'll be at nine a.m. Pacific time, but that's twelve p.m. Eastern our time. So. Yeah. So uh, noon. With noon your lunch. For us. With your lunch, you can turn it on. Just watch oh some. My. So my shift some, starts tomorrow. Some games. Oh, you you work tomorrow at high noon. High noon. <laughs> That's correct. So, as far as games that the showcase might cover, I I was in the depths of the internet trying to figure out what could possibly be shown, and the big one that sticks out to me is Hollow Knight Silk Song. Is that not out yet? No, it says the it says right here that uh, that could be a notable indie game to look out for. Oh, along with No I More Heroes Three. Dicey Dungeons and The Last Campfire are some notable ones. Ooh, The Last Campfire. I, I've heard of that game. Uh, but I again, I thought it was out already. <laughs> I 
I'll look up right here for Hollow Knight Silk Song. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, last campfire, I know that some of the devs from No Man's Sky actually made that game, which is neat. But uh, as far as as far as Silk Song goes, it, now that I think about it, it may not be out yet. But I was under the impression that so it, was out. it was so it was announced in February 2018 as a sequel, and that's about all that has been oh, discussed wow. so, about it. Yeah, it was a so, revealed. Yeah, it was revealed in February 2019. I'm trying to figure out more about it right now because Hollow Knight is obviously one of the people praise it as one of the best indie games of all time. It's it's along the lines of like Ori and the Blind Forest. I, I get that kind of vibe from it, uh, where it's a, a more difficult game, where it's like a Metroidvania sort of backtrack. Like you have all these sub areas that you travel through, unlocking new abilities, uh, with some some challenging reflex oriented bosses. I have never played Hollow Knight myself, but I have from what I've seen of other people playing through it, doing challenges for it. Uh, it. I mean, I can definitely see why people love it. It has an amazing art style and presentation. Uh, really cool character designs. Like it, It's definitely appealing. So if Silk's gone... I can't talk. If <laughs> Silk Song uh, catches my interest, I may just pick it up depending on if it on what release date. Uh, may or may not be shown if or if not this game is even shown at all so there has been no release date yet and they expected to release it in the june 2020 window but obviously everything is going on it's been pushed back so maybe the big news will be tomorrow release date for perhaps the sequel to hollow knight that, that'd be pretty exciting that'd be pretty exciting uh you said you had interest in the last campfire so what do you hope to see out of that yeah, honestly i only know it by the title if there's any gameplay at all, I'd be totally cool with that. Again, I I thought it was out already, though. Like, I just kind of heard it in passing, so I'm like, oh, it must be, you know, existing in the world somewhere. So I remember kind of watching a video by the Internet Historian on No Man's Sky, and I remember him mentioning at the end that The Last Campfire was a game made by the dev team, so that's what originally piqued my interest for it. Yeah, so The Last Campfire releases, it says here in summer of 2020, well, we're oh. in the tail end of summer of 2020, so uh, maybe maybe that'll be a thing where, you know, in some directs they'll release a game that just drops that same day, maybe that'll be the case here. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's a game that, that's one of the few indie games that I kind of have a little bit of a of a connection to early, like earlier before its release. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if that is one of them. But I'm excited to see all the new games that are announced. The things that take me completely by surprise. Like that's what I look forward to in these indie world showcase yeah. showcases specifically. Just something to come out of nowhere and 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 wow me. So hopefully and that happens. Yeah, twenty minutes is a that's a hefty presentation. So there's bound especially to be some given good, our, there's bound to be some good games in there. Especially given the last direct mini we were given, that that seems like a fucking eternity. Yeah, it really does. So again, it's for the fans who are out there who actually appreciate these games. It's going to be a good chance for them to get a glimpse of something to enjoy for the tail end of 2020, maybe even 2021. But 
you know, it's gonna get it's gonna get slander because it's not direct, but I mean, I mean, that's it's, just it's an, something. That's just Nintendo fans, anyway. It, so. Exactly. So moving forward, I saw this the other day too. I, I couldn't believe it. So apparently, Metroid Prime Four just doesn't have a lead producer for. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in your notes, and I was like, what? So. Yeah, it, they've been so Retro Studios has been recruiting a lot of talent, but at the same time, there's still currently ten positions advertised on the Nintendo career pages, including a lead producer. And I looked up the definition of a lead producer for a video game. The video game producer's role is as owner of the project or a major part of the project. He or she has the responsibility of assembling and managing a team of engineers, designers, and artists, outlining, scheduling, and tracking tasks, and making sure the project is headed in the right direction. So they just don't have that. Is what I'm getting at well, then here. How have they? How there must be someone who's filling that role though, because they're recruiting talent. Like we we discussed yeah. previously in the last season, how you know they've they've hired they have hired people that have worked on other notable games. I think they it was like an art director. They yes. hired. They hired. Uh, art yeah, so they they're doing hires for talent. So there must be some form of that role that's already being filled, right? Yeah, so it says here that according to the career page, the job was originally posted uh, May 11th of 2020, and they tweeted, it would be three days ago, that they're looking for a lead producer. Hmm. Oh, my God. Well, that's concerning. And the article closes with this. The very least, it's a reminder the game is still probably a while away. <laughs> Just so it sounds very depressing. You know, I think I might be out of college before this game drops. So I, you, we might be like we, we might really... be we might be in the ground by the time this by the time this game comes out. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a question of what comes out first. A new Nintendo, like, this might just be a release title for the new Nintendo console in ten years. <laughs> I'm. I really hope Breath of the Wild 2 does isn't having these problems. I can't imagine it is. Breath of the Wild 2 tweeted, we're looking for a lead producer. The fans would burn Nintendo to the ground. They might. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It wouldn't I mean, be good. At least Breath of the Wild 2 has some cutscenes done. Like, we've seen something of that game. We have seen nothing. The only thing we see in Metroid Prime 4 is them telling us they're scratching Metroid Prime. <laughs> they're scrapping it. Oh so, dear. Well, yeah, that's very troublesome. That's yes, not good nothing for. We can do but wait. No, there's, that's not good for the Metroid fans. Oh. And speaking of Legend of Zelda, I'm sure you saw this too. The biggest of leaks, Skyward Sword. Apparently, I saw some chatter about this, but I didn't dig into it too deep. So on Amazon, there was a listing of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And it was out for over 24 hours on Amazon. It just got taken down yesterday. But yeah, it yeah it said Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword and it had the Switch. And it said there's no launch date, but there's a description underneath. And there there's a placeholder of the date. There's a placeholder date, so it's not obviously real. But yeah, there's also there's also a price listing, which is the full 60. So this mm -hmm. got people talking about po possibly Skyward Sword and other past Zelda titles being ported onto the Switch. First Mario anniversary rumors now fucking past Zelda games getting ported to the Switch. Well Ty, uh, you know you know what you know what you know what the next year's thirty five year anniversary is? You know who who's celebrating that next year? 
who's celebrating that next year. The, the Legend of Zelda franchise oh, is celebrating my. the 35th wow. anniversary. Unbelievable. So, Tyler, I think this all but confirms um, an Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword um, bundle. You think so? I think that just con- I think this just confirms mm. it because obviously we're getting the Mario one. Like obviously we're getting that around <laughs> holidays. So next holiday we're just gonna have a Sky. We're just gonna have a Legend of Zelda bundle. It's gonna be great. Like wow, go Nintendo. I mean, with the amount with the amount of rock solid proof that we're getting, there you'd be an idiot not to think that. Th- yeah, that's I know. the case. With all the directs and news that's been dropping lately. Wake would... up, people. Exactly. I saw, I was seeing on Twitter, like, people were just like, just, and Nintendo was just like, hate money if they don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't like money. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I feel like people act like they can just do this, like, with a, at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, things like this on this scale, like, oh, Nintendo would print money if they did this. Like, that's it's still going to require a lot of work if they haven't, you know, prepped for it yet. So, apparently, in 2018, there was a rumor that Skyward Sword was coming to the Switch. And a Nintendo director, like, came out and said, stop. <laughs> that's not happening. And now it's about two years later. It's a red and- herring the whole time. Yeah, he's been bluffing the whole time. Like, he said no, and then he's like, they might have a point. Ha, gotcha. And <laughs> they, then, yeah, they might have a point. But, uh, I mean, I, I've never played Skyward Sword. I don't even I, know if I'd get it, honestly. I really like out. the concept of it, though. Like, I think... Honestly, I I don't know if I'd get it either, but I, I'd think about it. Like, for a full 60 bucks, like, they'd have to do a remaster, not just a port, you know? Yeah, it said uh, Wii, Wii U eShock release date came out at twenty dollars in twenty sixteen, so it ha- they'd have to remaster or like make it HD or something. Yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think that's happening. No, and it, I was also looking. Apparently, Breath of the Wild has a lot of elements that come from Skyward Sword, so maybe that's why you it can does. Make, you can make the connection there. But the entire stamina is very reminiscent of Skyward Sword. Yeah. But there's no need for this right now if, if Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out next year. Yeah, the, I mean, we always... Didn't you talk about how Link's Awakening was uh, a filler? Or like yeah, a, it's, it's essentially a filler. Like a filler for... You You said that it was a filler for Breath of the Wild 2, right? Yeah, because Breath of the Does Wild... Does that still stand considering how long we're still waiting for even a minute piece detail. of information on this? Yeah. So let's see. So let's hear it. Breath of the Wild 2017, nothing 2018, Link's Awakening 2019, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then nothing so far this year. Nothing so far. And then 2021, hopefully Breath of the Wild 2, or maybe Skyward Sword. But I don't think Skyward Sword's. I don't think any. I don't think Mario remakes are coming. I don't think Zelda remakes are coming. I'm sorry. Captain Optimism over here. Look, it. uh, I just don't think it's happening. It just seems too far-fetched for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just going to type in Breath of the Wild, too, and see what I get besides nothing. <laughs> you're going to get speculation out the ass, but you're not going to get anything official. Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, here it is. The news that... Well, it's eventually coming, but... Ooh, yeah, this mic- is from Tech Radar 10 hours ago. Your mic just fucking blew the hell up. <laughs> There you go. Amazon leaks. 
Skyward Sword port for Switch. Okay, so here you go. Yeah, here's, here's another article about Skyward Sword. Oh, wonderful. And even there, like, what lends this further is the upcoming 35-year anniversary of Legend of Zelda. I think this may... Also, I think all of this might just be... Uh, it, it's just so convenient that these leaks and all these... Uh, all, all these leaks of information are happening around the 35th anniversary of these two franchises. Well, 10-year anniversary for Skyward Sword is coming up, too. Coming up as in it's this year? Let's find out. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Sword. The Wii. Uh, came out... November eighteenth of twenty eleven, so that would be next year. Would be the ten year anniversary. That's that's holiday release for next year. Yeah, no way. <laughs> nah, nah. What? Do, okay, uh, Breath of the Wild two or a Skyward Sword remaster? People, let's think for holidays next year. Yeah, like we need to prioritize here, as if we have a say in the matter. But I don't know. I just it's possible. Like it's possible, but. It's possible. The, it's Nintendo. The they're fucking yeah, nuts. If Breath of the Wild's on schedule, because there was rumors about the voice work not being done, but apparently it is. Like so, yeah. and maybe they just won't. Maybe we won't see anything about Breath of the Wild two until holidays, and that's being optimistic because we yeah. haven't seen any. We haven't seen anything about anything at all. Like not a damn in such thing. a long time. So, I yeah, this is obviously they could have put freaking. Um, Spirit Tracks on this, and this would be getting the same exact traction. So, like, Spirit Tracks is coming to Switch. People would still be talking about it. Yeah, don't diss on Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks is a good game. Hey, I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying they could have put any Zelda game out there. Like, the first Legend of Zelda game, they could be remastering after the Switch. Do you think there are people out there who think, like, Oh, at the end of this Indie World showcase, there's going to be like a Breath of the Wild reveal. You, or a you are, reveal. you know there is. You know, <laughs> you, they're hoping that he comes on. There's like tune in next week to our actual Nintendo Direct, and yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, Which again, no. fine, but uh, that'd be. Fun. I, I would. I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. It sucks that we haven't gotten any news on anything in such a good time, in such a long time, anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, all we can do is wait. That's all we can do. Do you have anything in your notes that you want to go over quick? Uh, I have a few things. All um, right. Let's hear it. As I've mentioned previously, I am, I've been playing Apex Legends uh, again. Back on the grind. <laughs> back on the Apex grind. And uh, Season 6 comes out tomorrow. Well, I guess Season 6 will be out today when you're listening to this. Uh, so... That is bringing with it a new legend whose name is Rampart. Uh, this will be... I forget exactly how many characters are in this game now, but any that's irrelevant because uh, she's actually voiced by a voice actor that uh, I know. Not in real life, but that I just know. I've heard of. Uh, uh, Symmetra in Overwatch. This uh, voice actor voiced uh, Symmetra in Overwatch. Which somehow I didn't get right away. Like, I had to look in the comments before I realized, like, oh my god, that's right. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Uh, there are ch- map changes. Uh, you know, I, I could ramble on about the update, but what I am really want to know is when the Switch version and crossplay 
are going to be available because they were announced uh, for fall of twenty of of this year. So they uh, the, both the Switch version and crossplay between all versions were announced uh, for fall of twenty twenty. Uh, I originally thought a release date of like late August was given, but uh, that was not the case. We just we all we were given is fall twenty twenty because when I leave for college, I will not have my Xbox. I'll only have my Switch. So tough cut, tough cuts. I'm, I was about to say I'm gonna have to be waiting because I, you know, I'm excited to play this game, and if I can play it on the Switch, it's gonna be great because then I I won't have any restrictions on where I can play it. But mm-hmm. uh, from the sounds of it, I may have to wait until until next month uh, before that happens. And I'm not sure if crossplay will release alongside the Switch version or just at a separate date entirely. But uh, in, in order to play with the friend that I play with, I would need both. So I may need, I may be waiting for a while, but uh, that's the apex stuff. Uh, I have quite a bit of Pokemon stuff. So if you have anything you want to hit in before that, uh, uh, no, I, I, I sent you the discussion that I had, so we'll just, we'll, we'll talk about the Pokemon stuff first. Okay. Uh, you've been hey. very busy with the Pokemon stuff. So please, yeah. we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Tell the first, first we'll talk about, uh, masters because that is a game I play as I've said <laughs> that's just a game I play uh, so a new event just came out uh, featuring the sync pair of Cyrus and Palkia oh boy that's that's, that's pretty that's pretty strong uh, so there was like a story event you do your normal thing you, you grind out the resources and you obtain uh, the sync pair of Cyrus and Palkia at the end, which I have already done. So that's, okay, pretty, uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Water Dragon move set. Uh, I haven't really done much with them yet because I don't have them fully leveled up yet, but uh, I will be getting to that soon. Uh, a new character was also added. Uh, Sig- so it's a variation of Cynthia. So Cynthia is already in the game, and she has Garchomp as her Pokemon, obviously. But mm-hmm. in the game, I don't know if I mentioned this before, uh, but there are like some characters can have variations where they're in a different uniform called a Cygna suit. And these suits are supposed to like in in the lore. It's like, oh, they give you a, a better connection with whatever Pokemon you're using. But it's more or less a, an excuse to give a character a new look while also giving them a new Pokemon to use. Yes. So like, for instance, Brock is normally just him and his Onyx, but Cygna Suit Brock has a Tyranitar, uh, which is pretty cool. And so we got Cygna Suit Cynthia with a... Uh, you don't know what this Pokemon is, but it's called Kamoo. I do not know what that Pokemon is. And it's the pseudo-legendary dragon type of the Alola region. Okay. So it's got... It's the second... I believe it's the second sync pair in the game to have a move which costs like four bars of energy which is the same amount as blast burn from red's charizard (laughs) so that's pretty cool but uh i I tried once i did like it was like three thousand gems for uh 10 pulls so you can get like 10 chances to get the character and i got jack shit uh so that that's all i'm probably gonna do for her because uh the one-year anniversary of Pokemon Masters is coming out soon. Does and that mean that we're going to get every single Pokemon game ever, just as a mobile game? Uh, no. 
That's yeah, always like, thirty. That sounds like gotta, a rumor that would be spreading around. Now we gotta wait thirty-four more years. Damn it! But, um, yeah, the one-year anniversary is coming up, so I'm going to save my gems for that because I have a feeling I'm going to need them more then than now. Uh, even though Signa Sue Cynthia is really tempting, like she's really strong. If her move set is very similar to Red's, there's uh, something he, going. There's something similar going on in Heroes. They have the three house leaders like in their post time skip forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they have and that going on too. So yeah, I can I can correlate with the mobile game thing here. I was about to say, it's like I I'm, I even regret kind of wasting three thousand gems trying to get her. They I didn't I didn't pay for those. I got those as amassing them from all the events that have yeah. been given. But yeah, I'm I'm now I'm probably just gonna have to cut my losses and wait. Uh, because I have a feeling I'm going to need them when the one-year anniversary hits. Uh, but what's weird is that they're changing the name once the one-year anniversary hits, so it's going to be Pokemon Masters EX. Like uh, a Mega Evolution? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But they've already confirmed some features, so there's going to be a Champions Arena where you have to f- go through a gauntlet of like the Elite Four and Champion like in the game, so we're going to start with Kanto at the release of the one-year anniversary, and then uh, assuming we will get other generations yeah. later down the line. And we are also getting uh, EX forms of sync pairs. So what that means is that if you level up a sync pair enough and you get it to like certain requirements, uh, you'll unlock like a five-star sync pair. will go to a six-star, and it'll be like their EX uh, level. And... It unlocks right. like a. I guess it powers them up even more somehow, and it gives them a palette swap. So, like you know how Red has his normal stuff. In the example they showed, his entire like red, like everything red on his suit turned black, and then, Uh-oh. and then he has some like blue in there, I think as well to kind of match his uh, Mega Charizard. Yeah. So, it's just a palette swap. Like it's like a Smash Bros. palette swap, but. We'll have to see what happens then. Uh, the new stamina system that they've added, I'm really not feeling it because, and I'm really feeling like the drag of it during this event because every battle now costs some stamina to use, and when you run out, like you're fucked essentially. <laughs> like you, you can only replenish it by uh, using gems, I think, to replenish it, which I don't want to do. Yeah, of course not, no. But I need to spend stamina to get Cyrus, like the resources to level Cyrus up. It's a, it's a, so bad, it's like, it's a conflict of interest. It's it's making me like apprehensive of spending my resources because I don't want to have to pay to get them back. No. You get like a free 200 stamina when you log into the game every day, but even then, like you have to expend some of it to get your daily challenges... And then you're left with very little in order to grind out the challenges, whereas before you could just go with no penalty into these battles and grind out these resources. But can't believe a game is making people want to get off their phone. What the heck? That's that's what I said. Like I used to like I can I'm playing the game for a less amount of time than I used to because I don't want to waste all my resources. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's just a personal gripe. It's a mobile game, so it really doesn't matter <laughs> in the long run. It me. But that's all for Masters, because there was a lot for that. But now I'll get into something 
Very different. Completely different. Like a complete 180, but still in the Pokemon world. So I guess I'm making a Pokemon game now. Like I guess that's this is just happening. This is Tyler's application for the lead producer role at Metroid Prime lead 4. Lead producer role at Nintendo, yes. Uh, so my friend just kind of... I remember a little bit ago, my friend and I were talking about ideas for... You know, uh, just making a Pokemon region. Like, we were talking about ideas for what a new Pokemon region could be. And we just started brainstorming. We came up with starters and locations and themes and legendaries and all this stuff. And now my friend texting me from the beach where he's supposed to be on vacation tells me that he is learning to ROM hack. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) he, He has already managed to make professor oak say very horrible things to the player (laughs) character on this online like simulator and he's already made like a starter town he knows how to do (laughs) random encounters so i guess we're making a game now so i think i would share what we have so far with all of you wonderful people detail the ds show the blueprints uh i actually have a note on my folder that has all most of the stuff for this so it's like top secret yeah it's called so the region is going to be called the ferolia region uh and it's going to be based off of australia because most like the recent pokemon games have been based off of uh you know whole countries yeah uh whereas gens gens one through four were all just japan and japanese islands now we're just kind of generalizing whole countries. Into what didn't Unova start that? Isn't Unova supposed to be like yeah, America? I think Unova is a little like it, it was the transitioning point because I think Unova was just supposed to be New York, not all of America. But I'll like, find out right now. But like Gen Six is yeah, just you're, you're right. Yeah, Gen Six is just all France. Gen Seven is all Hawaii, and Gen Eight is all. United Kingdom. The UK. So Yeah, uh Unova's New York metropolitan area. So you're Unova, yeah. excuse me. It's, yeah. So we decided we're gonna scale down Australia and we're gonna make that the region. So the, the the good thing about that is it's small enough so it can be the whole country. Yeah, I mean it's the only continent that is also just a full country. So That's true. So uh, I think I have the map. Because my friend, yeah, trade, yeah, trademark this. They're intended to send some agents yeah, after you. After they hear this. kill us. So basically, we're gonna start. Because my friend is actually going to college for geography, so he was the perfect person to draw up this map. We're gonna start at an island below uh, Australia. B- 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 I'm gonna re- refer to it as Australia. Right. Uh, so we're gonna start an island below Australia, which is based off a real place, which I forget the name of. I'm going to pull up the map you sent me so I can follow along. Yeah, so that's going to be, I think, it's subject to change, so these names and stuff are probably going to be different, but we have, we're going to start a new Vale Town uh, on this island, and then, essentially, I think it's going to be, like, normal story progression, and then, like, this Mr. Briny-like character is going to uh, whisk us away to the actual region by boat uh, once we're ready. Uh, The Pokemon Professor is going to be based off Steve Irwin, Oh, man. And he's going to be doing field work throughout the game, so he's going to be a cooler kukui. All right. Love that. 
so that's that's that. And then the routes seem pretty. Uh, th- there's some empty space in the desert areas where we can probably put some stuff, but uh, there's some. There's like a, he has a reef route. He has a a post game mythical legendary route. He has the location of the legendary encounters. Uh, he yeah, has all these side locations. It's it's, it's a pretty, pretty it's a pretty detailed map. There's uh, a lot there. There's a yeah. lot there. Let me find our text conversations because he talked about what the evil the inspiration behind the evil team was that he figured out. I was about, I was about, I'm about to ask him some questions that I know the answer to, but I'll let you finish before let you go me, ahead. As oh I was yeah, saying, this but, map like it looks like a real Pokemon. Like it looks real. Yeah, I mean, he he did a very good job. Like it's it's rough, of course, but yeah, no. But for a first sketch, uh, it looks very good. The most enticing place, I think, is Sand Isle Island. Sand Isle Island. Yeah. I I want I want I want him to change it to just the Sand Isle. So it's you know how islands are called like isles. I just want him to. He, I just want to be the Sand it. Isle. <laughs> uh. Anyway, but so he wants his he wants the evil team to be called Team Fusion. So, I will read the finally. Explanation. Finally, we're back. We're back on the good names for the evil corporations. I will. Uh, I will read verbatim what he said to me as the uh, as the explanation. Okay. Uh, well, Australia is super rich in uranium, and nuclear fission is a result of that. But I was thinking instead of uranium, that it's rich with this special crystal-like substance that harnesses the power of the sun to attract Pokemon. So it's like a. Think like lore modules in Pokemon Go, but yep. like on a fucking huge scale. And he put in parentheses, so this will be used on the le- to like attract the legendaries. Uh, okay. So these crystals will be introduced early on in the game, along with the team. The normal crystals, are, the normal crystals are super small and just for personal use, and are more trinkets than anything. But Team Fusion has been mining in the desert to find one of considerable power. Just think of the. Uh, the giant kyber crystal to power the Death Star. Uh, so I just kind of thought fusion is loosely tied with Australia. Wow, he's doing his homework. Which I think would be a cool contrast, because when you think Australia, you think like wild, just... You think wild feral, life and stuff. Feral yeah. region, but, you know, super inhospitable. But then like Team Fusion is like nuclear fission and like these... Like working with the elements of the earth, but in a more high tech way, which is definitely like you're taking from this wild region to do these crazy, uh, yeah, scientific things with these with these resources, which I think would be a nice juxtaposition uh, to the actual region itself. So we have also so that with that with most of the basics of the region being down, we are going to move on to the Pokemon. So, let us see here. Uh, we'll start with the starters, because I was the one who drew them up. Uh, I, I actually sketched them out. I will, I will probably, I guess I'm going to be the sprite artist for this game. <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to go over, but we're going so to So, is this, is, this, is this a Nintendo Switch exclusive? Um, we're hoping to, to, thir- to be, uh, you know, you I have... You've a, you've a lot you have a lot more resources on your plate than you think if you, if you, you know, it is you know I'm gonna be honest I had a joke there but my like I literally just forgot everything that I was gonna say you just you had the ball and just dropped it I just completely 
I threw the ball. I didn't even drop it. I just chucked it away from me. <laughs> We're just going to just go with the starters. So the okay, first, do it. The, the fire starter, these are all going to start monotype, and then they're going to gain secondary types as they evolve. First starter, fire starter, is called Fyru, and it's a fire kangaroo. As he should be. I mean, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, he's got some, like, this, like, tuft of hair, like, down his stomach. He's got a little patch on his tail. No major fire elements other than his, like, uh, his color scheme. But as he evolves, I want, like, his ears to kind of, like, turn into flames at the tips. Like Infernape, almost. Like an Infernape yeah, style. Yeah, like, you know how Infernape, like, has his head, like, on fire Super Saiyan style? Yeah. Fyru's just gonna have, like, little tips of flame at his ears, I think. And then maybe some on his feet. Uh, I think the tail... I don't want to put a flame on his tail. I don't no, know why. I, I, I kind of want... Yeah, I want it to, like, look flame-like, but I would just want it to be hair and not an actual flame. So, have you decided if all the stars are going to stay singular types, or are they going to no. gain a secondary type? we have a secondary type for each. Okay. So, Fyru, as he evolves, will become... Fighting. Firefighting type. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the only thing that made sense. So, firefighting... They're going to come for your head. For him. Uh, <laughs> as you. far as fighting elements, I looked up kangaroo Pokemon to see if there are any like, High fake Pokemon. High jump kick would be perfect, but... I might put boxing gloves, like, like little boxing glove-like hands, but I'm not sure about that. But we'll find out. Give him a pouch and have a little kangaroo with the fighting gloves on. Kangas Khan. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I've only drawn the first, uh, the first form, so this is why I'm speculating as to what the next will be, because I'm trying to get a game plan before I draw them. It's okay. So the next one, the my personal favorite, is called Flabble. So this is a water type flamingo Pokemon. Uh, and blue would be a strong colorway. Holy moly! Uh, that's actually exactly what I was going to do. It's going to be a water psychic type. So oh man, fear, uh, fear is some serious trouble. So yeah, it's going. <laughs> this is my favorite design out of all of them, just because of how simple it is. Uh, oh yeah, it's easy. I kind of just went with it until I got something that I liked. He's going to have some tufts of hair. This is the one that I have the most complete vision for. So at the start, it's just a pure water type. There's going to be some elements of pink kind of on the front. Like, uh, Colby's... Are you looking at the drawings right now? I'm looking at the drawings right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think, like, the... You know how I... You see how I have the boundary there, like, over his eye? Yep, I do. I'm thinking, like, the part, like, towards the right side of him is going to be blue, and the part that's touching his beak is going to be pink. Uh... Maybe vice okay. versa, but once I start the sprite work, I w- I'll be able to change that more easily than I would yeah. on a piece of paper. Uh, his second form is going to be a bit more, you know, psychic-y. I think one of his wings is going to be, like, out towards the opponent, and the other is kind of, like, on his head, uh, kind of, like, focusing his psychic power, and there might be some... Doesn't like, Hanscrovis... Hanscrovis has a similar form, I think, in a later game, where he has, like... Yeah, Hanscro has, like, like wi- it's like, one wing, like, out, and then one at his side, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about but, this. Yeah, this guy, he's going to stay on one foot, I think, perpetually throughout his ele- throughout his evolution tree, which I think Most is... Most flamingos do. Yeah, so I'm not sure... He won't... In the final form, there's going to be shit floating around him, because I think that's cool. But yeah. I think in the second form, it'll just be, like, more subtle. And then he'll yep. have some, like, tough hair coming out of his uh, of the back of his head. 
Final form is going to go like full praying mantis, like kung fu style. Both wings extended to their full length, kind of like bent a little bit. Uh, he's going to be looking straight ahead, and he's going to have this ring of water bubbles circling his neck. Because uh, it's animated. It's not. There's no way I'm going to be able to animate this, but he's just going to have like this these psychic <laughs> like floating bubbles uh, around his around his neck, uh, which they're. Nathan suggested feathers maybe floating around, but uh, I think bubbles will be more like thematically uh, good. So no, that I is, agree. Maybe maybe you can do a mix of both, but and then he'll I think he'll have like a more straighter face instead of this round one in the first uh, form. He'll have like a more like a a thinner beak, I think. But that that's my that's my vision right now for Flavel. Uh, and the final Pokemon is Grachidna. Uh As the name suggests, it is a grass-type Echidna. So this is the one starter that might have both of its types right off the bat. Kind of like how Bulbasaur is a, is a grass-poison type. Immediately, yeah. Immediately. So Grachidna is this Echidna, and it has... It was hard to think of, like, a design for this, but basically think of an Echidna without the spikes... But from the back of its head, it has this leaf that kind of, like, shades the back of its body. Yeah, like Tatertwig has a little leaf on his yeah, head. Yeah, like and then, like, at his... a bigger version of that. At his hands, like, where the wrists would be, there's, like, little leaflets coming out of it. Uh, and his eyes are kind of closed like Cyndaquil's. So, uh, on this, on this uh, Echidna's body, kind of halfway up, like, just if you're looking at it, halfway up the body... Uh, there's going to be a growth of moss that covers his his back, kind of like a very thin shell. Uh, there's and, and and he is going to be a, a grass rock type, so his skin is going to be like a rocky gray color, uh, but he's going to have a thin layer of moss uh, at his back. And then as he evolves, he's going to gain like grass spikes, like little blades of grass jutting out of the uh, of the moss, and the leaf is going to yeah. grow a little bigger and there might be like multiple leaves uh sprouting out from it so there'll be like one big leaf and then two side leaves uh covering his sides in a more defensive position but the leaves can part and then then spikes can then uh jut out if someone gets too close that's my vision for it anyway yeah uh so yeah we got grass rock we got water psychic and we got firefighting for the starters uh we have some other miscellaneous Pokemon ideas that I have not thought too heavily about. Uh, the route, the route one rodent is going to be based off of a wallaby, which are okay. these, which are these really really cute things uh, that are native to Australia. It is super adorable. Uh, it's just going to be pure normal type. <laughs> yeah, God, it's a. Yeah, it's it's yeah, probably just going to be. A... <laughs> It's probably just going to be a, a normal type. We don't really have plans to make it any other type. We're not you're, we're not really sure. Yeah, your typical normal type Pokemon route. Yeah. One. Most of these are going to be just conceptual. Like, I don't really have a big design in for them in mind. But the bird is going to be a magpie. The route one bird. Uh, okay. Probably going to... We're probably going to just make it a pure flying type. Because I don't want another normal flying type. So we're just going to make it pure flying. Uh, yeah. At least in my mind, anyway. Uh, 
the one stage evolution, so like a Lapras or a Kangaskhan of the region, is going to be an emu. So it's going to be a flying, sorry, it's going to be a normal ground type. Normal ground? There's not too many of those. Yeah, I think it'll be, I'm going to make the emu look like kind of evil looking. Kind (laughs) of, like it could be a dark type, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, Because... I, I just love the fact that Australia went to war with like their own national bird, and I want them to look like mischievous and stuff. We're not uh, done with that yet, man. We'll be incorporating other Pokemon from other regions, so we're not going to make a full Dex. But uh, you'll probably find Bunnelby around. Uh, that's I think that's another normal ground type. Uh, but some other miscellaneous Pokemon. Australia is obviously known for its poisonous animals just fucking everywhere. <laughs> so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of poison rock and ground types in this region. Is that, is that gonna be Team Fusion's go-to? Uh, which one, the emu? No, the poison or, rock. Oh, ground. the poison stuff. Yeah, poison stuff would definitely be uh would definitely be a mainstay of Team Fusion's team. Make them fit in with the rest of the uh the evil teams. Yeah, it's connected but, all. Uh, a friend of Nathan suggested a poison dart frog Pokemon. Uh, like a Toxicroak. Yeah, like a Toxicroak, but I'm thinking more like, more frail, but also just like a super damaging, kind of, I mean, that's Toxicroak, but as far as design-wise, like it'll be a, an actual frog, not like a human frog. <laughs> yeah, a human uh, toad. So probably, I think it was like, this will be the Eevee, I think, of the of the region, where depending on where you evolve it, It'll be a different type, and it'll be a different color. Uh, so that was the idea that we had for that. Uh, so obviously that would just be a pure poison type, we're thinking. Okay. Uh, we wanted to make a platypus Pokemon. Oh my god, yes, and that, please. And we're thinking that's going to be a poison water type. Because platy- platypi are poisonous, because sure... Uh, <laughs> Why not? I mean, it lays eggs. It's only mammal that lays eggs. Yeah, so it's I, out I, there want already. It, I want it to learn egg bomb really badly. So I'm going to keep you, that in the back. You have to take that to the, to the jury, see what they think. Yeah, I think I'm going to make the platypus look like oh, I need to find I need to find a way to make not Perry. That'll be the shiny form. The shiny form will be Perry. <laughs> this, this shiny form, he just has a hat. Just the, as shi- the shiny hat. form, he'll be just bright turquoise blue. Yeah. But I kind of want him to look like also mischievous because I feel like there'd be like that'd be a good way to sell the poison aspect of it. Like there'll be elements oh, of yeah, purple. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure what his skin will be. Maybe a brown or a gray, uh, something like that. But I think having a like a poison like purple coming out from his arms and like from the edges of his of his uh, bill and like having just a mischievous expression on him might. Uh, do the trick. Uh, then I have just snakes and shit because why not? It's Australia, just, you know, just any type of snake, and it's gonna be like poison, ground, rock, infested. Probably gonna be a bunch of different types of snakes, uh, as well as spiders, because there are uh, terrifying, horrible spiders in. Uh, probably gonna be a tarantula. God, so like, you Gal- imagine like a, a turnback cave Australian. My God, the player would make it out of there alive. Yeah. <laughs> so like Galvantula, but like 
more spidery. Like, you know how Galvantia has, like, those two, like, kind of regular eyes? I don't want this yeah. spider to have that. I just want it to have, like, just all sorts of just red, glowing eyes. Uh, and I want to make it terrifying. Uh, so that'll probably be Poison Dark, if I had to guess. Oh, a lot thought out here. So how often, do you, how often do you work on this? I don't work on it too much, but uh, my friend is doing most of the work. Uh, I just help out. I just help yeah. out where I can. And now that apparently we're actually making this, uh, I need to figure out a way to start doing some sprites. So, you know, I think you don't have to take the suggestion, but I think that we should. If any of the listeners have any suggestions, oh yeah, for sure. Like that's, the, that's more the merrier. Like if you guys have any suggestions on what you would want in an Australian Pokemon region, whether it be Pokemon characters, features, uh, any any other miscellaneous thing, please send it our way. We love to share uh, your uh, your ideas on the next episode and whenever we talk about this next, and I can totally bring it up to my friend and see what he thinks. So That'd be, that'd be a ton of fun, I think. I might make a Google form and we just make it anonymous and people just type in and we can just get answers and read them off. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Our daily Pokemon region update. Daily, yeah, it'd be a weekly weekly update. I mean, that'd keep that'd keep the motivation for you guys to keep doing it. And the more ideas, maybe the better we maybe we can make it better than Sword and Shield. I mean, maybe, maybe we can <laughs> maybe. make it close. Is there a title, or is the ti- the titles last? Uh, the title will probably be last. We don't really have uh, uh, like the the name of the region. Obviously, we have, but we don't have the name of like whatever the game would be. Yeah, but that is so far everything about our little side pokemon project that i guess i'm in now that'd be that's gonna take a lot of work but i think it'll be i think it'll be worth it like last i don't know if we'll even be able because we're going into college so this could be like put on hold forever at any point like i Mm -hmm. i feel like but i mean he seems very passionate about this like he texted me at 2 a.m yesterday on his that's not that's not too out of the ordinary. <laughs> I know that's not too out of the ordinary, but he's like, I he texts me at two a.m. I wake up. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't wake me up. But when I woke up in the morning and I looked at my phone, he texted me at two a.m. saying, "I figured out how wild encounters work." I'm like, "That's great. Go to sleep." <laughs> we can talk about it at like eight a.m. Like, like dude, human you're on vacation. You're at the beach. What are you doing? <laughs> Hey, listen, he's got he's driven. Yeah, give him I was that. about he's to say driven. he's not stopping for anybody, which, you know, thank God, because he is just blasting ahead and I'm just kind of riding his tailcoats. Yeah, no, he's pretty creative, so this could this could get pretty interesting. Like when he's I, I was about to say, shout out to my friend. When he's passionate about create when he's a man, I am fucking losing my train of thought yeah. so much today. When he's passionate about something, he he just goes full creativity mode. Like he goes all in on it, and it is amazing to see. So it is. That's once I figure out. If you guys have any uh, suggestions on how I can make sprites that my friend can use, I think he's using RPG Maker. Okay. Uh, so if you guys have any idea how to do that, you can uh, DM me and let me know. <laughs> Help Tyler out. But that is everything that i have all right so i was gonna 
I saw something on Nintendo Life that I want to talk about, but I'll push it back to next week because we're already at 52, and I haven't finished Paper Mario yet, and it kind of involves Paper Mario. I'm pretty close, though, to finishing it. So I saw this tweet yesterday on the the Game Awards account. We'll close with this. What Nintendo character deserves their own video game? There's a lot out there. There's a lot of candidates. There are. There are. I'm not sure. I thought of one character immediately. I think would be fun and the second I just put down because I thought it'd be fun to talk about but if you have do you want me to go first or uh, I I can go for I don't have a lot um, okay this is not my original idea but I think it would be cool to have I think this is this was Zeltic uh, the youtuber Zeltic yeah I think that was his idea maybe Zeltic maybe Nintendo Black Crisis I'm actually not sure it's been a while since I've seen the video but it was a game centered around chic so like in the time period between again like this will take place in with the kinda, seven years that link's gone that's exactly right so in the seven year time gap that link was trapped in the sacred realm and ganondorf reigned over hyrule a game where chic which is who is secretly zelda uh where she is taught by impa like certain like stealthy chica tactics Mm-hmm. And where she like is running reconnaissance and uh, doing different missions and such. It's like a stealth-based action game. Uh, that seems to be like the perfect Zelda spinoff for me, anyway. That could be a great filler. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic filler game. Yeah, my I don't know why, but my other idea was like a uh, a game about Falco from Star Fox. Okay. So like. I don't know if this series, but God, I know, I know. Like if I don't know if Falco's backstory has ever been like fully expanded upon. Yeah. But I kind of want to see like what he did before he ran with Star Fox. That'd be interesting. He's pretty, he's he's a a cocky hotshot. He's a cocky bastard. Like he's Fox's right hand, but he's like a cocky asshole. Because we all know, like, Fox, like, you know, he lost his father. His father, he thought, he thinks his father's dead at the hands of Andros. Uh, but Falco, I, at least as a general Nintendo person who hasn't really played a lot of Star Fox games, say one on the yeah. DS, which I didn't even finish, I don't know a lot about Falco. And I think it'd be cool to, like, see if he had any, like, crazy misadventures before Star Fox, if, like, that changed him into who he was, yeah. kind of see his origin. Maybe just a side story that happens not necessarily before a Star Fox game, but like sometime after one, uh, something like that. But my third idea is a Pokemon sort of thing where instead of playing as the main character, you play as the rival. So. Mm-hmm. You, you My, just continue. You, you just get beat over and over. <laughs> well, not at the same time as the games. So I'm thinking, like, for instance, if there is a game all about playing as blue, uh, that could go a few different directions. One, I'm thinking maybe you have blue. You could run blue alongside Red's journey, but I feel mm-hmm. like in these rival journeys, we already know what their teams are. So you're not going to be catching like any Pokemon you want. Yeah. Instead, I think it's going to be more of like a traditional RPG sense where uh, like they're just basically party members that you pick up along the way. Like the game just gives you the party member. 
Like, you don't really get to choose it yourself. They kind of just join your party. And I feel like that would leave open opportunities for the rival characters to, like, bond more with their Pokemon. Like, for the Pokemon themselves to have personality yeah. uh, in these games because you'd only have a set amount of them. So you'd have, like, your team of six, and that'd be it, you know? Yeah. So, like, you could see Silver increasing his Golbat's happiness and, like, bonding with his Golbat over battles in order to become a Crobat or something like that. Yeah. Like, you you get a more intimate feel of how the the rivals have changed. But my other idea would be just them having a story to their own kind of after the events of their specific games. So Blue... Oh, man. The, obviously, Blue, at least in the regular timeline of games, he becomes the Viridian City gym leader. So maybe his game would pick up sometime after that, and you'd be using his team that he uses. Yeah. And then maybe you'd have a set uh, selection from his PC box, like some that he still has in the back to like switch out party members every once in a while. Yeah. But, you know, side stories like that. What did Silver do after he lost to you at the league? Because we never see him after that. Yeah. Does he go searching for Giovanni? I think that'd be be fun. Interesting. Like he hunts down his father. Maybe he tries to uh, reconnect, or maybe he just wants more answers than he got the last time they met. Maybe he tries to hunt down his mother. Yeah. When you said, when you said, um, yeah, Silver does too. The first person I thought of was N. What he does in between Black and White and Black and White Two, or before the events of Black and White. Yeah, I think N is has a huge amount i actually didn't even think about him until i got in the call with you and as i was like listening to you talk and one a section just a minute ago i was like oh my god n yeah and oh my be, god that's the guts that's literally the pinnacle of what that game would be like, like that's you could have the guy. you could definitely have an end side story where because he has a lot of pokemon too he's the only isn't he is he the only rival that is that has a legendary no hop does now Okay, so he's the only only cool one that has a legendary. He's the only cool <laughs> one that has a legendary. But yeah, no, and could be really cool because he has just a lot of Pokemon. Like in his post game battles, he has a team for every weather. Yeah, that's wild. So, <laughs> but I think I think the more interesting side game with him would be the prequel, like going the prequel so route. I think yeah. that'd be really cool, like seeing Getsis manipulate him. Uh, I don't know if End battled though. He must have, right? Yeah, you got to prove your worth somehow. Like, the game ends when you get on that Ferris wheel. When you get on the Ferris... Oh, dude, that'd be such a cool ending. Yeah, that'd be perfect, because then you're just like, all right, well... You, you, see, because so that gives you a little bit of everything. It gives you his prequel, gives you the guest story. You meet the main character of Black and White. You meet Hilbert or Hilda, and then... Yeah. As you tell them your... Your master story. Deed, yeah, your, that's where the game ends. The game ends. So yeah, I think Pokemon. Like, I don't. I didn't. When I first was thinking about this, I'm like, oh, probably not Pokemon. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, that's actually kind of cool. So I, I think that'd be cool. Like seeing some side characters or rivals with their own side games. Yeah. Uh, that kind of expand on or come before the main story. No, I think that that'd be. I think just getting more perspective on characters. You can't go wrong there, especially in Pokemon exactly so yeah that was my i rambled a lot there so you know back to you 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 have the floor now so when i read that tweet 
I'm like, I'm like, all right, Nintendo character. The first character I thought of was Meta Knight, actually. I guess he never has had his own game, has he? So you've been able, you've been able to play as him, but he, I don't think he's ever had his own no, game. No, so it would be almost like what you said with the Pokemon route, like an origin story. And the game doesn't necessarily have to be good. I was just thinking more it'd be a hack and slash RPG. That'd be fun. 3D yeah. or 2D? Hmm. Like side scroller, or like are you moving through like three dimensional? I think side scroller. I think side scroller. Probably well. side scroller would be best. Keep it in the realm. Obviously. Yeah, Kirby. Maybe. Like that franchise needs a boost, and I think that a Meta Knight solo game could potentially be a good boost. I think it's interesting because you don't know a ton about him. I feel like most people know Meta Knight from. His OP days in Brawl. Like, when you think yeah. of Meta Knight, the first yeah. thing you think of. I think, so, what's cool is there's this character called Galacta Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, you, have you encountered him in Star Allies at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Galacta Knight. So, he is supposedly the strongest warrior in the galaxy. Because there are some what-if scenarios in, in Kirby games. So, like, there are side modes where you can play as different characters and play through the main story as in a what-if scenario. So, not necessarily canon. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the things that show up in there don't exist somewhere in the Kirby universe. It's just that they haven't, like, happened in the way that yeah, they, they have side happened, stories. Yeah. Meta Knight kind of consistently runs into Morpho Knight because Meta Knight kind of has a Goku attitude where he wants to prove he's the strongest and fight, yeah. like, the strongest uh, enemies there are. And Galactonite, I don't know if he's necessarily evil, but he tends to, like, he's apparently the strongest warrior in the galaxy, but he was allegedly, like, sealed away, I think. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there could be, it couldn't, maybe, as opposed to the origin story, which would be really good, you you also could run the route of something like just a completely new story inserted into the Kirby lore, where he goes after... Uh, a Galactonite or Morpho Knight, I guess now yeah. if, you take, if you take Star Allies into account. Yeah, so that maybe could... him like yeah, unraveling the mysteries of Morpho Knight and that crazy butterfly god. Yeah, a hack and slash RPG of him just trying to be the strongest warrior. That'd be pretty good too. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I think so. And then the Island Two, the last person I had, and it would have to take place. I guess it doesn't have to be a ways away. There's only one character in three houses that can get its own his own game because the other routes are set in stone. Like what happens after the Golden Deer route would be where you get King of Almira Claude. Uh King of Almira Claude. Just like in Heroes. Yeah, so obviously obviously this is what I thought. I put a question mark because I don't know what direction you take it. Cause if you marry Claude in the main story it says that he comes back and like he helps you but he doesn't necessarily live with you because he is the king of almira but you're still like he really he really is the worst fucking marriage option out of the three house leaders easily he's very when you really think about it like he just fucking leaves you yeah it's very complicated but that could also be why it's a good a good, good game. Yeah. Yeah. So you have characters you already know. You have Claude. I I would put Nadare in there. I would Oh hell yeah. Put Judith in there. Judith in there as well. And then you can get new characters in Almira and you just like since Fodland's situation's taken care of, like maybe maybe what happens in that is so the game starts with you defeating those who slither in the dark. And yeah, then once that's so, done, yeah. you go back. Because it said the newly crowned king of Almira. 
and that's when you go defeat those of Slayer in the Dark, like, once and for all. And then yeah. the game, like, starts really after that, and you kind of have, like, your own, like, situations to take care of. I think that could be pretty cool, because the, the main... Claude's only, like, 23. He's still young. Yeah. And I think there's a lot there, and Three Houses is the most successful Fire Emblem game of all time, and Claude's a beloved character from that series, so... Yeah. I think that could, that could be something that you can look into as well. I mean, something I would like would be, like, you know, we be, were able to play in the past. So, like, maybe maybe in the era of the Nabataeans versus those, like, the uh, the Agarthans mm-hmm. uh, with Nemesis or Seros or the, or the, four, the four Saints. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, something like that. Or maybe a prequel story all about mm-hmm. Geralt. And how he joined the Knights of Saros, how he met Alois, what his like, what kinds of battles he raged, uh, what kind of wars were going on when he was. I mean, I guess maybe there was there was no war, but like, what kinds of things that he battles did while he, he was while he was under the uh, the beck and call of the you get this uh, yeah the you get this the Citri and Alfric story connection to that, and then yeah 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 I guess it would end with Citri's death and then you escaping the monastery. Yeah, you escaping with Byleth. Yeah. Oh, that could be cool but, too, and then yeah, the I like, Claude I like would the, probably be the most like you know people would actually buy the game because yeah. he's probably the most popular out of all those characters. But probably that could be a good one too. The you like a ten elites route, you can do like yeah. the Saros route, and the yeah, and then what if there's an alternate route where Nemesis wins? Like that would be pretty cool too because that that'd yeah. be never before seen. It would be yeah, or Nemesis. I mean, I That's guess Nemesis did. But... They did kind of win. Like he killed he killed Saros. He killed. Yeah, he killed uh, nine oh, of the no, ten. He, so. he, he killed Sothis, not Saros. Yeah, he, he did murder Sothis. Uh, so he, yeah, he kind of does win. But no, I think that would be cool. Just staying in the three houses because I saw I saw like things on Twitter and YouTube. I was watching videos like what they could do with three houses afterwards, and they kind of just came to consensus that you kind of just you did everything you could there. But yeah. if you were to do something, you would take Claude's route since he survives in. He, he's the only lord that can survive in all four routes. Yeah. And he has the most left on the table because he's just so mysterious and mischievous. So Yeah, but you would have to you would have to specify that it's a what if scenario. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's like, not like the canon thing. Or else you'd have to make a game like that for all three lords. Yeah, true. And you can do two different paths too, because you can do the church wins. Demi- the church and Dimitri. I'm assuming that's the same thing, like from Claude's perspective, that yeah. the church and because in the church, like Claude is, he goes missing. But you, if you've played other routes, you know where he goes. Yeah. So you can have that, and then you have the route where Claude was under the tutelage of the professor. So that's true. That could be interesting as well. But those were the two I had for. What Nintendo character deserves their own game? I saw a lot of Waluigi. What would you do with a Waluigi game? Like, see, people are just doing that for the meme, but yeah, I don't know. We don't know the origin of Wario and Luge. Waluigi. That they could, could be. They could have something going for it. People, people said Wario, and the people just forgot like Wario Land existed. Yeah, I was about to say Wario Land and Wario Where. Yeah, those Wario games Where exist. I don't know. Waluigi was just kind of added in, just yeah, because you Wario. Really Wa- Wario needed a tennis partner, so they created a whole new being just for that purpose. That's very true. <laughs> so Waluigi would be incredibly difficult, I think, to make a game around. And then they put a picture of Reggie for the 
tweet and they said, yeah, Reggie probably deserves his own game. Probably. Probably. It probably, yeah, it definitely does. But do you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't have anything. That That's everything for me. All right, so that's going to conclude. Well, okay, I guess I, I kind of have to touch on this. <laughs> um, I've been left no choice, and I'm not going to say a lot about it because if you listen to three guys, if you listen to the Outcast pod, which you haven't, you should check it out. Now, you can't miss their latest episode. It's literally titled under my name. So. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about it besides that it was unexpected and unappreciated that you joined the bandwagon. But listen, Look. Brock talked himself into a hole today. Like literally, he he got done telling a story about how he ate one too many edibles. Like this is the guy leading your campaign. Oh no! And how he was like high for like a day and a half. So I, I think I was let... one of the first ones who jumped on it because you I was did. like, oh, this won't. I'll this won't really go. I'll just do it. I don't think I'm not sure how many other people are gonna support this, but hey, it'll be it's funny. Like a legit, it's like it's like a legit hashtag, man. If you type it, in hashtag get and then K, like my name pops up. It'll get it'll get him to uh it, you know, it'll rile him up a little bit, we'll have a laugh about it and it'll be over. But no, apparently Brock is really getting on the on the soapbox and every fucking day just every day just rallying the troops to keep tweeting. Yeah, no, What's I don't. He, I don't yeah. even know what he, he wants you to play. Two K twenty one, yes, with him. Yeah, it's just, it, it's not gonna happen. No, just, just to play just, it in just general. Just to play it in general. Yeah, he, you're gonna over my lifeless corpse while I play any <laughs> NBA two K game. So those are my comments on it. Again, the person who decided to lead this campaign ate one too many edibles and was high for a day and a half. So there is your king. You know those. I mean. You'd be surprised at how many people would follow a man like that. Listen, no, no, no successful people. That's all I have to say about it. Oh, that's a, that's a cut, Colby. Listen, he he started it. <laughs> he started it. He brought we're my name get, into this. We're gonna get mass. We're gonna get review bombed. We're gonna get mass one star reviews. Oh my god! Yeah, they're gonna kill us. But. All right, yeah, that's all I'm saying about it. That that's all. That's all I will say about it until addressing addressing the first switch it up controversy. Yeah, unless my family is threatened in any way, um, that is oh, all I will fine. say about it. Don't even, dude. Don't even tempt that shit. But yeah, yeah Brock just buys my entire family dinner and all of them to tweet hashtag, and they, I'm like, oh my god, oh god, <laughs> he's a crazy man. Well. But that is that's a positive note to end it on, right? Extremely. So that is gonna conclude episode two of season two, the Switch It Up Podcast. You can follow the you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Switch Up Pod, on Instagram at Switch It Up Podcast. Appreciate everyone who's followed it thus far. We're gonna keep that we're gonna keep that going. Uh, individual accounts at Colby underscore Moyer on both Twitter and Instagram for myself. That is where you will find I retweet Nintendo News. I'll we didn't do a poll this week, but polls will be back shortly once once the Instagram yeah, gets yeah. a little back up and running. But yeah, uh, personal accounts for me: uh, Instagram at tsampsel11, Twitter at Tyler Samsel. Did you already plug the uh, the pod Instagram? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you already did that. Uh, yeah, I'll on Twitter. I just retweet whatever he tweets. So uh, I tweet a. That's that's honestly where I will, that's where you'll see me. And Instagram, I post like once 
a year. So there we uh, go. But I will also probably be updating for for episodes and such on there as well. Even though most of the stuff will now be on the official uh, Instagram account. So with that so being said, so thank you all for tuning in. Yep, thank you guys so much. We're so happy to have you all back again and listening for the uh, the second season as we are continuing to roll forward with that and we hope to see you in the next one so you have a good day gamers we'll see you later have a good one guys <laughs>